0: Welcome to the 2020 Grief Project podcast, hosted by me, Diane Brennan, and Kristen Lajeunesse, two people engaging in dialogue around death and dying and the psychology of loss and grief. Join us in becoming more curious and less afraid of these sometimes scary topics. Welcome to the 2020 Grief Project Podcast. You're here today with Diane and Kristen. Hi. (laughs) And we are uh, going to talk today about things that can be helpful to someone who's grieving. So we like to call this episode and, and future episodes like this, Good for Grief. And what we want to do is highlight things that could be good for grief. And I know that that's probably a little vague at at the moment, but we'll, we'll kind of get, you know, deeper into it. But our, our, our goal is to really get into conversation and dialogue around, you know, things that can be a good support, things that can be helpful in easing, you know, some of, of, of pain that people are feeling or help lift some maybe sadness that um, someone might be experiencing or alleviate some guilt and regret that, you know, someone might be working through. And essentially, um, it, it really is a focus for us in in being able to share some resources that um, that would be considered good for grief. So... That is just simply what we're talking about. And as we were kind of preparing for the episode and, and thinking about what would be good for grief, the first thing that came into my mind and the focus of our conversation today is that many times you'll hear, you know, people talk about, you know, the importance of community and the importance of community when we're grieving, meaning that, you know, it's, um, it's, it's good to have, you know, multiple levels of support. And quite naturally, you know, we look for support first to our, you know, family and friends and our, and our natural kind of group Uh, that of people that we always rely on in our life. But there's also an opportunity to kind of broaden kind of beyond our kind of natural group of support to, you know, perhaps other types of communities that could support us in our grief. And um, I really, you know, I, I don't know who said this, and Kristen, maybe that's something I should have checked in advance. But um, I, I know that I've heard this before multiple times. Uh, that you know, someone said uh, grief is best done with others, and you know, the idea behind that is that um, when we engage with a community of support, um, we're creating a, a sense of belonging and. Yeah, you know, that that certainly rings true for me. Um, when, when we're grieving, um, many times people will describe their grief as um, all of a sudden they're in this club or or this you know group that they 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 never thought they would join or they didn't know existed. And when we find a community of people. Who understand us or have experienced something similar, um, it makes us feel less alone, and I think that could be really valuable as we as we work through the different layers of our loss. So, I think that you know a a, a community kind of bringing a sense of belonging and and helping us to. Kind of not feel maybe as isolated or as as alone in our experiences, you know. Just in and of itself, two you know two very positive things that we could say um, are important. And the other thing is that when we join a, a community or join with a community, um, it gives us permission to openly and, and outwardly grieve. And I think that that it's, it it becomes more acceptable, you know, to just kind of show our grief. So many times people, you know, feel like they have to put on a mask or they have to put on a front for other people when they're grieving and that they don't want to show, you know, their grief. Um, Sometimes it's for fear that other people can't handle it or, um, simply that other people don't want to hear that, which sounds cruel, but it is it is true. Um, it is what happens. So when we when we join with a community that supports our grief, it gives us permission to be open and and to uh, share our grief. And that that can that can just feel good for our grief. So, I think that that's just another kind of advantage uh, for us to be thinking about as we talk about community. Um, but also, when we when we join with others who have had shared experiences or similar experiences to us, um, it really helps us to kind of understand our post loss selves and and you know something that, that is in development as we're grieving is our after loss kind of narrative. Like, how do we view the world? How do we, you know, view ourselves in the world? Um, how do we gain an understanding of our grief and what better way to do that? Um, I I mean, I, I, let me say it in this way. Uh, there's no there's a great opportunity to be able to develop that narrative when we're with a community of other people who are open and understanding and allow us to talk about our loss and give us feedback and, and share their losses. It, it helps us create this narrative um, and, and, and helps us to you know, better understand our own grief. So all of those things make community good for grief. Um, Kristen, I'm wondering like kind of what you're, what you're thinking about, you know, in terms of community and grief, just as I kind of put that out there.
1: Yeah. Well, Dan, one of the things that really started coming up for me in the last piece where you were talking about even kind of finding our own, who we are after the grief I had written down you know, it allows us to, to whether we're talking about it out loud or typing it in a, in a virtual group in some capacity or being able to process it outside of our own brains, I think is so critical. And, and that seems to be one of the big benefits I, I would imagine from that type of support is being able to process, understand, accept, you know, the different stages that, that everyone goes through as they're grieving and being able to work through those in a way that, you know, you're being held almost, even if it's emotionally or spiritually, you're being held, the space is being held for you to explore what it is you're experiencing so that you can get to that place of, you know, working through who am I post losing this person or this career or whatever it is, you may be grieving the spouse. Um, I was also thinking that, you know, there are kind of two, at least from my perspective, kind of two pockets of where the groups, types of groups fall. Um, and I was thinking, you know, you have kind of these dedicated support groups that may be formed mm-hmm. and hosted by someone like yourself, a professional um, who's there to support everyone and provide um perspective from like a clinical or professional perspective and then you know you've got kind of these other maybe less formal communities where it's maybe it has nothing to do with the type of grief you're going through or your type of loss but it just happens to be a group of people who are supportive or even one other person who is supportive and and Holds that space for you to talk about what you're going through, or just you know shows up in in whatever capacity you may need at at the time. Um, And so yeah, I was thinking those are the two things that were popping up for me is that the way that community or or support groups allow us to um, process our emotions and and come come move through our feelings as we're as we're grieving, and then also realizing that we have kind of these two pieces, we have these dedicated communities or groups that are intentionally created to support people who are grieving. And then we have kind of these, maybe not as formally organized groups or communities that can be just as beneficial in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm glad that you, you know, kind of shared that perspective, because that is, you know, so on target in that, yeah, there are there are communities that form, you know, based on very purposeful um, intention, and then there are some that just kind of naturally occur. Um, and we're probably going to talk more uh, about you know communities today uh, that exist and how you can access them and what it might be like and feel like to join you know a community and i think to your point those communities can be a little more kind of formal and led by a professional and then there are others that are just led by someone who has had a loss and says i want to create a group you know and a community for people to to share um, of their experience and so I think it, it, I think both can be helpful and it really just depends on what each individual needs. And when I think about communities and specifically, you know, for joining a community to help us with our grief, I do think that sometimes you need to try different things uh, to see what fits best for you. Like for some maybe, you know, joining a well-established, professionally-led uh, community is the right thing. You know, for others, it might be equally satisfying and, and supportive to, you know, join an online community that is, um, that's not run by a professional, that's just a group of people who've had similar experiences, you know, talking about their experiences. So- I could see a place for for both. Really, the most important thing is that the community is supportive and it's giving you what you need to work through your grief. I think those are the two criteria that I think have to be satisfied at, at yeah. all times,
1: right? Would you agree? Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I'm thinking about particularly virtual or online groups that I've been a part of. Um, you know, I have spent a, a, a lot of recent years traveling and um, living nomadically to some extent, and also as a as vegan, you know, these two prongs, if you will, the travel community and the vegan community have definitely shown up for me in ways that I wouldn't associate with travel or veganism. You know, I've, I've created Mm -hmm. some deep, meaningful connections and communities and friendships out of those two, um, kind of groups or subcategories of one another. And I know that there are, I mean, there are some Facebook groups I'm in that have nothing to do with grief that I know I could share, you know, if I had a loss or an experience that was particularly devastating that I could go there and, and find support. So yeah, it's interesting that, you know, even in places that you may not expect, um, you could certainly find a sense of community, um, which also makes me think, you know, as someone who's a self-proclaimed introvert, I think, <laughs> you know, even though I I am comfortable to some extent more online than in-person gatherings that... Mm. Um, you know, what, what if I, you know, I, or someone listening struggles to, to be part of communities in some way, or just have like a social anxiety piece yeah. of who we are, what does that look like for, let's say we're in a moment of grieving and, and we, we hear this podcast or listen to, or see something that says, join a community that'll help with your grief. And then, and then another layer of anxiety starts because you're like, oh right. no, I, I'm not good at that. What, how, what <laughs> do I do?
0: Right. It's scary without grief uh, Mm
1: -hmm. to think
0: about joining a community. And then Mm -hmm. um, it almost feels like, wow, you know, am I not going to grieve right if I don't join a community? Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think one, you know, I would never want anyone to put that pressure on themselves. I think, you know, communities are there if they can support us and if it feels good to us. So, Mm -hmm. I would I would always want someone to kind of join because they feel that it could be additive and that that it could be uh, something that could be helpful to them, right? We would never want to force someone and say you must do this. Um, but I think about communities and and how do we push through that maybe introversion or that that social you know anxiety you know to join a community and and. I think first and foremost, we do have to believe and have a sense that the community is gonna be helpful, that the community is gonna be supportive for us to even be open to saying, I'll join or I'll, I'll try it. And like, I think about communities that I've sought out or that I've joined and I was thinking about when I was you know, going through career change and I was starting to you know, do things I'd never done before, it made sense for me to start looking to join and be a part of communities of people who were doing the things that I hadn't done before right that Mm -hmm. they had had maybe some experience or they were trying and and starting um, in the same place that I was and I feel it's the same with grief If, if we've if we've Encountered a loss that we've never experienced before, whether it's a first-time loss or, you know, the loss, a uh, uh, you know, a different kind of loss. Um, we might, you know, start to think about, well, are there other people that I could talk to have who have experienced this to see how they're handling it, to see how they're managing it, and 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 I always think that's the value of the community. So, mm-hmm. from a introvert, you know, standpoint, the benefit of joining that community would have to be almost like greater or, or, um, kind of enticing to say, yeah, I'm going to give that a try. Um, like you have to feel like you're going to get something from it to be able to push through the anxiety. I mean, would you agree, like as a (laughs) (laughs) self-professed introvert, that, that it would, you'd have to really see like, there's value in this for me to be able to push through?
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And that may be, you know, maybe that lends itself better to a more organized group, more intentional, Mm. you know, I'm thinking okay, if I, if I need the confidence in pushing through the, the nerves to reach out, to connect, then maybe doing that through something that feels like it's structured around my specific type of grief and led by a professional, it might pull me in more than kind of finding a Facebook group that, you know, has tens of thousands of people in it. And, you know, they're all talking about various types of, grief or loss. Um, so yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So maybe, yeah, maybe for my fellow introverts listening, um, starting with, a, like a small, um, professionally led group might feel more accessible than, than just scouring the internet for whatever comes up.
0: Yeah. I, I hear you. I mean, I think that that part of, you know, finding and locating a community that feels like it could be a good fit. Take some time and effort, and when we're grieving, it can be it can be a challenge to you know push through um, and do the legwork. So I thought let's let's give people you know some kind of starters for like where they can you know maybe begin to even look for mm-hmm. communities of support. One of the first things that comes to mind and and you know, certainly, um, Kristen, you've, you've highlighted this already, that there are lots of professionally led group based on like a certain type of loss, right, the loss of a spouse, the loss of a sibling, you know, the loss of a child, someone who dies by suicide, right, they have a very specific focus. And you can certainly, you know, start, you know, to look for a community that you identify with based on the type of loss that you experienced. And, I think there are there are plenty of groups that you can find in your local area uh, that would offer you know some support for you know typically like a period of time. I think the the other thing uh, to to look at to broaden it a little bit more is that there are some re- the, some faith based uh, communities that can also be a support, uh, whether it's through the local church or synagogue could be like the ashram or, or whatever it might be based on whatever religious beliefs that you share. You could start to explore what might exist in in, in that way. The one thing I, I want to encourage people you know, to consider is that there are times where I know for myself, um, I like to dabble like across different um, religions and try things from different faiths so if you're if you're so inclined you know and you have like a broader view of of faith and spirituality I feel that there are things that you know resonate for me that are based in Catholicism but then they're are other, you know, kind of grief-based things that resonate for me that are based in Judaism, Buddhism, like there's so many different, you know, types of religious uh, organizations and, and practices that I feel like I could pull from. And I would consider, you know, looking at communities that have an openness to inviting people in that maybe you're not practicing that faith, but you your, some practice or, or some something, you know, that exists for, for grief support within those communities resonates for you, I would encourage people to try it as well. Communities are, are, are meant to introduce us to things that we might not otherwise know or, or practice. And so it can, you know, can give us you know, perhaps a different way to interact with our grief that can feel very comforting.
1: And sometimes, you know, it it may be a bit of a a trial and error type of situation where we need to, we may Mm. not find the right fit at the, the first community or group that we attempt to be a part of, and that's okay. And that's probably something to be expected. So also, I guess it's important to note that, you know, you may go through a few different communities or groups before you find the people or the type of energy Mm. that you may be driving with.
0: For sure. And I totally agree with you on that. Trying something and if it doesn't work, like to say it doesn't work and that there's something else I could try Mm -hmm. and you don't have to feel... Kind of stuck in a community, <laughs> you know, yeah. so to say. Lots of times it's, it is trial and error. Um, it makes me also think that there's, there's some wonderful kind of communities that, um, that form around the practice of yoga and that um, there are certainly many different communities that I, that I hear of that are, either yoga-based or, or mindfulness-based that provide wonderful levels of support. Um, and they're focused around practicing yoga or practicing mindfulness. What a great way to, you know, think about, you know, a yoga-based community where you're moving your body and you're interacting with your mind, right? Mind and body. And I think about the, that same thing with mindfulness, like the coming together of mind and body and how um, that could be, you know, a different type of community that you may, you may find could be really supportive with your grief. Um, you know, I think, I think it could be very healing. Mm.
1: Yes. As someone who, who, took up yoga as a way to manage my stress around (laughs) pandemic times. Mm. I I would say that it's been, it's been an interesting journey. I I committed to doing like a 30 day yoga challenge and then it turned into 365 days. (laughs) And now I'm still going beyond my, I, I actually had started it. I think day one was like day one of lockdown or something. So It's been over a year now that I've continued to do it every morning. And it's really cool because not only am I able to be my introverted self and do it from home and just follow people on YouTube, but a lot of these um, YouTube yogis have uh, communities that you can join. They have programs online and and I have actually joined a few of them and they have message boards and things that you can participate in or, or social media groups, Facebook groups, um, and I found that it's, it's really nice to see other people that are on a similar journey or also newbie yogis or people who, you know, just in the case of what we're talking about now, it may not be a question of, can you support me with a yogic related question? It may be something to do with, a, that they're going through personally. Um, and the community kind of always rises up to, to support them. So yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, and I I will say that whether whether they're online, right? Um, whether they're in person, you know, I certainly you know see and and know that you know there are there are places where where people can either go in person and join you know a group in person to meditate, or you can do it at home and be part of a a community that you connect with online, right? Same thing with yoga, you can go somewhere and be part of a community um, that gathers in person or you can, you know, participate in your own home but be part of the community online. And Mm -hmm. I think that they're wonderful options um, as you said, of, you know, people joining with a common interest but then the support perhaps goes even beyond like the common interest. So mm-hmm. I think that it can really um, be a nice, gentle, you know place to hold space for our grief. So I encourage people to kind of look there and you know we're starting to kind of delve into you know the whole kind of social media and online communities, right that
1: mm-hmm. there's
0: so many whether it's Instagram, whether it's TikTok. And I'm sure there's probably a whole host of others that I can't even name. I feel like that will continue to evolve, whether uh, social media or online communities that, that you can join. And there, there are some that are grief-based and bigger, larger communities that have been around for a long time. And then there are probably some kind of newer communities that are just growing uh through some of the newer social media channels and i just i feel like there's something out there that everyone could relate to on some level right like i i don't know if i'm saying that in the right way (laughs)
1: like it's a
0: big universe right in the social media space
1: yeah i think you can even google or search in facebook xyz type of group and it will appear <laughs> no matter what it is. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking too, of a couple of years ago, and my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer. He found a support group on Facebook of men who shared their, their experiences with, with managing their doctor's appointments and recovery after surgery and things like this. And Um, you know, my dad's in his, you know, mid sixties now, and he's still, you know, very active on participating in the group when he was looking for answers to questions. And now he's, you know, part of the group to, uh, to support other people who are in the stages of the journey that he's already gone through. So, yeah, I think no matter what it is that you're looking for a community around, I think because of the, the literal world wide web, <laughs> that right. we have, um, you could find pretty much anything, anything out there. It's just, it may take a little while to find the right group, like we were saying earlier, but certainly there's a lot to choose from, which, you know, can be overwhelming, but if you're, if you're ready and, and open and, and interested in that type of support, then it, it may be a good use of, of your time for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think to your point, you can you can search for and and really the possibilities are endless like you can you know you can find groups that fit based on your philosophy you can you know find groups that just seem to support the type of loss that you're experiencing you could you know find groups that you know, you just liked what you like, what someone has to say, you mm-hmm. know, about their grief experience. There's people that I follow that I just like how they portray grief and how they put it out there. Uh, so I think you have to though, find what works for you because, um, it, the, the best case is that you find something that you personally relate to that reflects, your grief experience, and mm-hmm. I think you know it's out there. Um, and to, but to your point, it's a whole worldwide web of 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 stuff that um, that you could try. And yeah, I think that's the most important thing: try different things. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, move on. There's something else, right? You don't have to stay entrenched in a group that just triggers you or doesn't make. Your grief feel better, right? Um, like you mentioned, your dad and cancer. There are a lot of groups that also could be like disease or diagnosis based. So, the American Cancer, you know, Cancer Society or or hospitals that specialize in cancer have groups that people can join. There's usually an association or a group that forms or a community that forms like as a result of that association. So I just think there's, there's so many different options out there as well. If, if you want to join a group that is, you know, particular focused on a supporting people with a particular type of cancer, whether it's breast cancer, prostate cancer, leukemia, lymphoma, like those, those types of things that are out there. But also, you know, uh, whether it's like someone suffering from MS or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, right? There's mm-hmm. there's plenty of groups from, from associations that support people who are suffering from those types of diseases and their families and their survivors. I always want to encourage people to look to groups like that for support um, because they can... They could really offer very targeted support, you know, specifically around experiences that people have that that, re- that are related um, to the to either the disease or the illness that someone might have. They can be very uniting, um, but also very resource rich. I love when someone can say, "I joined this this community, and I just got so much from it, and it just really helped me kind of work through." Whatever I needed to work through you know, relative to my own loss and my own experience with this. There are groups that also join people together, you know, based on their age. And I would, I would just also encourage people, you know, to consider that sometimes there's a real relatability there. There are certainly groups for younger children who are grieving, you know, a loss or teenagers who are grieving a loss, some wonderful, you know, groups for college age students as well. Start to, you know, just think about uh, communities that, you know, might be forming as a result of like supporting people in a certain age group or, or demographic that it can also feel really good and ease some anxiety knowing that I'm going to be joining a a community of people who are similar in kind of age to me and that I feel like I might be able to relate to them in a different way. And yeah, sometimes it really is all about relatability and what we relate to most in our grief and then looking for a community based on that. So maybe you know, in my grief, I feel a stronger pull towards, you know, faith and spirituality, maybe I feel more pulled towards working with mind and body, and then I'm going to go towards yoga or mindfulness. I mean, maybe I'm feeling a little more isolated. And, and I don't, you know, have like, time or bandwidth to leave my home to go join a community in person. So I can have options, you know, that are social media and social media and online, you know, based communities, and that can be a great support, right? 24 seven. I mean, whatever it is that you're relating to, in your grief, that's the place to start and looking for a community and, you know, and finding a community that really does kind of deliver on creating a sense of belonging. And that gives you permission, you know, to openly and, and outwardly grieve. And I feel like if we can identify, you know, a community that can be supportive, it can just, you know, really help us kind of move through our grieving process in a way that we don't have to feel so alone. I think that's, Kristen, kind of why we even decided to do the podcast, right, mm-hmm. is to yeah. have conversations so that people don't have to feel You know, alone in their grief, that they can join in conversations about grief and loss and be a part of that as they're grieving.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the things that, that we're, as you said, that we're doing here is really to, to help normalize the dialogue and conversation around talking about this stuff. It can be uncomfortable. And for, for everyone, whether you're the person who's grieving or the friend of the person who's grieving, it can be really difficult to know what to do in the moment um when it's early on especially so yeah i think um going back to kind of our theme of this this episode the good for grief um communities can be really good for grief and uh we encourage you to to find one that that suits you and just to reiterate what we said earlier too there's no you know there's there's no um need to stick with one if if you're not feeling it or you know, again, it may take a little bit of trial and error to find the right one, but but uh, finding the right community for you. And maybe you're already in one. You know, maybe you're already part of one that um, that will be perfect to support you in ways that you hadn't thought about. Be put a toe in the water to see. You know, you're going through something. <laughs> Reach out to someone in that group or that community that you're comfortable with and say, "Hey, this is the thing I'm going through. I know it doesn't have to do with." what our immediate group is about, but I could, you know, could use the support. I know it's really hard to ask. It can be really hard to ask, but um, just taking the first step in researching or reaching out can be, can be great.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that's um, great advice. However, we can, you know, encourage people to connect with and, and find things that can be good for grief is, is our goal. And I hope that we are able to give some thoughts and ideas towards that today. Thank you to everyone for listening and joining us on this journey uh, with the 2020 Grief Project.
1: Thanks, everyone. And if you want to check out some real uh, stories, watch people share their own stories of loss and grief, or uh, talking to Diane about their losses, you can Go to our website at 2020griefproject.com.